So in today's episode, I'm so excited. We have an incredible mindset and life coach. Her name is Julia, and she really has an emphasis on naturally healing things like anxiety to get to a better place within your, your life and your mind and to just live better. And so in this conversation, we really get to dive deep into a subject I'm so passionate about, which is just understanding how the mind and the body really are connected and how when you can connect with both of them and deepen your relationship with yourself in both of these ways, you can live a life that you, you know, you love and you feel in control of versus your body and your health taking over and, and really just keeping you in a low vibe place that you, you don't desire to be. So we, we dive into some really juicy subjects. So I can't wait for you guys to, to tune in and to have a conversation that I think really needs to be had around the topic of anxiety and stress and really the physical toll that takes on our body, but also what you can do about it, right? Because our entire goal with my entire goal with this show, and I know our entire goal with this episode is to get people out of this, this feeling of being a victim to the state of their health and their life and remove the labels and just really connect and say, okay, well, who am I? What do I need? And trusting that you know yourself best. And when you trust that you know yourself best, you can get into a place of empowerment, actually make shifts, actually start moving in a direction that's going to empower you to live better. And, you know, and, and have that as just your natural way of being. It doesn't have to be resistance filled anymore. So I'm really excited about this episode. This really is a continuation from a conversation that I started when I did a solo episode a few, you know, a few months back, I think now, maybe a few, yeah, a couple months now at this point. So, um, yeah, if you liked that episode, I think you're going to really love this one because this is, you know, a couple of us now talking on this subject and really getting to a point where and at some point you have to be your own advocate. And what does that look like? What does that mean? So um, I, I can't wait to see what you think. Let us know, as always, what you take away from the episode. And feel free to reach out to either of us. All of our information is in the show notes. And if you really resonate with what Julia says and shares, her information is in there as well. And feel free to connect with her one-on-one. -on -one. I think you'll, you'll see she has a wealth of knowledge on the topic of mindset and, and our bodies and coming into a, a, an aligned place within the self. So enjoy the episode. Welcome Julia to the show. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Oh, I'm so good. And I'm so, I'm just like, I say this every week, but I really am so excited to have you here because this is a little bit like selfish of me, but I get to dive in deeper on a subject that I have been like craving connecting with somebody on that, like, I know really, really gets it. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So I'll let you intro yourself and, and get started, but I, uh, you know, I'm really excited because this to me, I can't wait to dive deeper on you with the idea of like what happens with the body when our mindset is just it, it, when our mindset and our emotions are kind of just in a, in a more either just toxic place or a place where we feel stuck and trapped and like how that really affects the body. So I can't wait to dive in. Um, so, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Cause I know you are, you know, your mindset coach, you have an emphasis on naturally helping people naturally overcome anxiety and negativity. And I just think you have a really interesting approach. So tell us a little bit about yourself and, and you know, what you do. Yeah. So like you said, I'm a mindset coach and I do really focus on helping people who struggle with anxiety and negative thinking. And that really comes from my personal story because for about half of my life for 15 years, I really struggled with anxiety and it perpetuated a lot of other symptoms and problems in my life, especially with my physical health and particularly with my digestion and my gut health. And I know that's something you can relate with as well. That's something that you know, a lot of people struggle with. And it wasn't until I started, you know, realizing that mindset work was a thing is that, you know, the, the gut and the brain connection are so in sync, and you can't really have one of them be healthy if the other one is out of whack. So yeah. I think for me, I just have realized with all the research and all the things that I've tried for myself is that mindset work is just so, so critical when you're trying to you know, up level yourself and you're trying to heal your body, trying to become the best version of you. Like it all really starts with the mindset and setting those intentions. And I know mindset work was definitely part 
the biggest part of my path to really coming to a place where I was actually able to overcome anxiety. And with that, all of, you know, the other issues that I had for years with my gut health and my digestion, all of those things started to improve and resolve as well, just from doing the mindset work. So that's why I'm so passionate about it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, you know, I think for anybody either listening or just going through like anxiety and just like health issues where you don't necessarily feel like you get answers. It's almost like hearing what you're saying can sound too good to be true. You know, it's like, okay, great. Like, let me just fix my mind. And then my body changes like what, you know, so that's why I'm really excited to dive in because I know from my own personal journey, it really was, I had to decide. It was like, I decided that I'd had enough. And I was like, no, I'm being my own advocate. I'm figuring this out. But there's, there's a, you know, a path to getting there, right. Where you can just come into this decision for yourself to say, you know what, I'm not going to sit in this. I know we talk about victim mindset all the time, but I want to, I want to take a step back because I know that you, you know, you casually mentioned, you know, for 15 years, I was going through this stuff. I, (laughs) right. So like, I want to know your journey a bit with this and how you got to this place, because I know right now your, your Instagram is like living my 2.0. So can you tell us a little bit about your, you know, your, your kind of past life with all this? And yeah, yeah, for sure. What brought me to this point. So um, if I even start just a little bit of backstory of when, you know, I was in my childhood and everything, Um, I was always kind of that anxious, like worried kind of kid, you know, I'd be with all my friends, and they'd be, you know, living life carefree and just kind of being in the moment. And I always really struggled with that personally. And that's kind of like the starting point I was at. And then, you know, fast forward to high school years, that's when the physical symptoms started happening for me. So the digestive disorders and things like that started catching up with me. So it led me to a place where I was kind of dealing with, you know, a lot of mindset issues, plus dealing with the physical ailments in my body. And I would say, you know, one of the beliefs I had as a child, which I think a lot of us have from our parents is that when you're sick, you're not feeling well, you go to a doctor and they can help you. Right. So obviously that was my first course of action was going to doctors, trying to figure out what was wrong with my stomach and, you know, all this stuff going on. And for a long time, I actually didn't get answers. I was always just told that there was nothing wrong with me. Don't worry about it. You know, and obviously telling somebody who has problems with anxiety and worrying to not worry about it doesn't really work. But um, yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. So eventually I was diagnosed from a doctor with a a digestive disorder called GERD. So it's like an acid reflux disorder. Um, It just causes a lot of like splashing of digestive, you know, juices into your esophagus and it causes throat pain and stomach disorders. And it's not a fun thing. So I was diagnosed with that. And, you know, of course I listened to my doctor when they said that you would have to go on a medication to overcome this, right? Like this is really the only treatment is this medication. So I went through about three or four of those medications and every single one made me feel a lot worse. Like before, you know, I felt better not taking the medication, even though that was still an awful place to be than I actually did taking the medication. So I think at that young age, I was about 16, 17 at that time, I realized that, you know, I've done what I was supposed to do. I've gone to the doctor, I've tried to get help. I've tried to do what they told me to do and it wasn't working. So that really left me in a place of feeling like, a victim, feeling stuck, feeling powerless. It's like, this is my only option. It doesn't work for me. So I guess I'm just supposed to live like this. Right. And I accepted that reality for many, many years. And I just, you know, always struggled with my digestive health. And, you know, the longer you struggle with something like that, the more it catches up with your mindset too. the more negative your thoughts become, the more anxiety you produce in your brain. So, you know, it just kept getting worse over the years until, I would say 2020 when the pandemic happened for anybody who deals with any sort of mental health problems, especially anxiety, the pandemic was, you know, incredibly challenging and difficult for everybody, but especially if you deal with anxiety. So I found myself in a place where I was really struggling because even the, you know, the people that are supposed to be looking out for us in the world, like the governments and everybody, even all those people are freaking out, then you know that things are bad, right? So I didn't have any sort of sense of safety left within myself that things were going to be okay. So, you know, for the first six months of the pandemic, that's when I really started to go downhill. I already thought I was as low down the hill as I could go, but clearly I could go lower. So, you know, the physical health started getting worse. I was gaining some weight, which is really not something that has ever been a problem for me. 
and I was, you know, using unhealthy coping mechanisms just to try to get through my days because it just felt like it was so hard to just deal with life at that time, right? We were in lockdowns and there was stress and anxiety and every single person in your life around you was feeling it too. Um, so yeah, I would say I had, you know, my breakdown moment where I woke up one day and I just couldn't get out of bed. Like I was actually stuck in bed. I had no energy at all, despite getting a full night of sleep. I was completely lethargic. I just felt so bad within my body. And, you know, yeah, it was a really challenging time. And I found out, I did reach out to my doctor and found out that I had a really critical nutrient and vitamin that we all have in our bodies. And it was completely depleted. And it was because of, you know, all the anxiety that I was experiencing. My body was in this really tense kind of fight or flight mode is kind of what they call it. And my body just wasn't taking in nutrients like it was supposed to anymore. Like it was completely flatlined. It was like, I'm done. I'm tired. Like I can't function like this anymore. So what were you depleted in? I'm so curious. Um, yeah, it's called vitamin B12. So it's like the energy vitamin is kind of how it's referred to a lot of the time. And my levels were just extremely low. Like it was, it was nuts. And even just having levels that low comes with, you know, more physical symptoms as well. Right. Yeah. Um, So yeah, that was a crazy time. And just, and even a month after that, I had another physical stomach issue happened that I'd never had before. And it's called gastritis. And it's when I could literally describe it as just feeling like somebody lit a fire in my stomach and it was burning so much. And, you know, those two things happening, the low vitamin D and the gastritis, it was like, okay, something's got to change here. And believe it or not, it took me another six months of suffering to really get out of this state. So I was kind of just, you know, my anxiety was still really high at that point. I didn't have any answers. I didn't know what to do. So it wasn't until the beginning of 2021 where I started working with a holistic nutritionist and I was trying to just kind of get, you know, my food and my eating in order because I thought maybe that can help a little bit with the stomach issues I'm experiencing. And the happy accident that happened from that was that I actually ended up discovering mindset work at that time as well. So I started learning about like, how the mind works, how you can program your subconscious mind and make changes. And once I learned that, it was like this light bulb went off in my head, like, wow, this is a piece of the puzzle of my life that I have been missing. Like, where has this information been? And I just like sort of happily happened to find it, right? It wasn't something that, you know, I was actively searching for. It just came into my life and it made so much sense to me. And even though I was in such a bad place with my physical health and my anxiety, I kind of just had this little sense of hope that maybe doing something like this could work. Because like you said, too, when a lot of us decide to make change, it become it comes from an enough is enough moment. And I was definitely at that moment, right? I was trying to, you know, work with this nutritionist, and I was still experiencing a lot of like, pain and suffering. And I just kind of had this enough is enough moment. And I'm like, something needs to change here. I cannot keep living this way. I'm trying to do all these good things for my body. And I feel like it's not actually working because my anxiety is still so high that like the things I'm trying to do that are actually going to help me heal are still being stifled by my mind and coming across the mindset work and the whole idea of trying to, you know, improve my life just in any way I could. I just like started to get in research mode and started doing all the things, any way that I can add more you know, positivity or happiness into my life during this dark Mm -hmm. time, I was trying to do that. And yeah, I just got obsessed with, with researching it and trying all the new modalities and seeing what worked. And, you know, it was a few months of, you know, trying new things and developing this whole new lifestyle and 2.0 mindset that I had kind of come up with just, you know, had an inspirational moment where I, you know, I'd heard the term 2.0 before, and I know it means like an up up-leveled or upgraded version of something. And I thought, you know what, why don't I start living my life 2.0? Why don't I start setting intentions and trying to become a better version of me? And that's kind of where that was born. So a few months into that lifestyle, I started to see the anxiety disappearing and it was like magic, right? Like for me, someone who had been dealing so long with it, I was like, how is this happening? Like, it almost felt like I had to like pinch myself. Like I must be dreaming because there's no way that after dealing with this for so long and being told by all these doctors that nothing can 
fix me and you know you can only take medications or whatever and finding this whole different way of living and this whole new way of life and seeing just how much I was getting out of living this way it was it was like magic like honestly and it really taught me that we just have so much power within ourselves to make drastic changes in our lives and I think that goes against the narrative of a lot of the things that we're taught as we're growing up right it's yeah it's almost like we're never told about all the power that we have within ourselves to, to really make a dream life for ourselves and to overcome chronic disease and to overcome chronic conditions like anxiety. Like we have that within ourselves and all we need is the right tools and, you know, the right mindset to really get there and achieve those amazing outcomes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's so much I like, there's so much I want to like dive into on that. And I really want to make sure that we come back to the ideas of like, what are some of the breakthroughs you've been having? Right. But I want to take a yeah. step back and just be like, wow, the fact, like, I can tell you're so passionate about what you do. And we yeah, need- just like, what up? sorry. I went like, no, really no, 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 no. I love it. <laughs> I love it because we need people like this because when you think about it, like I personally, I remember going through my own health journey and it's really dangerous when you start trying to figure it out, honestly, because you start to label yourself with diseases or you get told yeah. that you are, you know, you're being labeled with diseases like by doctors and whatever. And so mm-hmm. what that makes it feel like is, oh my gosh, now I'm in this box. This is ma- now my identity. This is now yeah. who I am. And so it's almost like that's that that's the way that we the you know, you can start living your life. And what that does is that creates a fixed mindset of, well, this is just my life. This is just who yeah. I am. This is just how I have to be. I'm stuck. And that doesn't allow us to really desire to be our own advocate sometimes because it's almost like, well, this is just me. This is what I'm stuck with. So, you know, what do I do? So the fact that you just, you know, even over a span of 15 years, you just didn't give up. You just kept searching, kept asking questions, kept digging deeper. That right there is just like, we need people like that who are willing to push the boundaries, who are willing to question, you know, society and traditional doctors. And I don't want to say that you know, this is not me saying traditional doctors are bad. I'm just saying, of course, yeah, there's only like, they can only catch up with so much information, right? Like there's always so much information out there. There's always so much going on that we need people who are staying on top of the trends, staying on top of the research, staying on top of stuff going on. Cause doctors are, are so busy doing their job that they don't have time to keep up with all the new stuff. Right. So we've got to, there's, that's a whole different episode and topic, but of course, I, yeah. So I just, I'm really excited that you've gone down the path that you have, even though I know you've been through a lot, like the fact that you're now on the other side of it, wanting to now help people, you know, through their stuff and you've overcome so much. So tell us a little bit about some of, I know you had like this big aha moment, 2021. Tell us about some of the things that you've been now implementing to experience that magic of freedom from things like anxiety and, you know, a a mindset that just keeps you down. You know, what are some of the things you're doing now? Yeah, well, I think you kind of touched on the whole identity work thing. And that was really crucial for me at the beginning, because like you said, when you're, you know, in and out of doctor's offices, and you're looking for all these diagnoses, I used to always, you know, be coming from a place of looking for people to heal me and people to fix me and give me a reason why I'm feeling a certain way. And I kind of used to chase those like diagnoses and you know, I realized that once you get a diagnosis, it doesn't change anything, right? It doesn't make you feel better. You know, it might feel better for a little bit like, oh yeah, thank you for letting me know there's something wrong with me because I feel bad, but it doesn't change the problem that you're currently facing, right? So yeah, doing a lot of identity work and getting out of that mentality of saying things like, I am an anxious person, I have anxiety and labeling myself in that way, I really had to focus on, you know, changing that narrative in order to become, you know, in order to leave that identity, I kind of had to work on, you know, stopping saying those things about myself that, you know, I'm sick, I'm never going to be better, because after years and years of having that negative narrative in your head, you really have to learn how to, you know, catch yourself in those moments and rewrite that story because you're not going to be able to upgrade to the next version of yourself if you're still stuck in that old way of thinking and that old way of identifying yourself. So yeah. I would say identity work is a huge thing and something that I I lean on for that, especially at the beginning was affirmations. I think affirmations were really helpful for me 
as well as gratitude work, because even when you're in your lowest of your lows, there's always something that you can look forward to and be grateful for, you know, even just having a roof over your head, just waking up every morning and being alive, like really breaking it down. So underestimated (laughs) that gratitude right there. Yeah. But when you're, you know, when you're in a place where you're struggling so much, if you're able to pull yourself just a little bit out of that place and start focusing just a little bit more on the positive, it just makes things so much easier in the long run. And the more you practice that, the easier it becomes. And ironically, the more you practice it, the more greatness comes into your life as well. So you have more to be grateful for. So I would say gratitude is a very powerful tool and affirmations as well. Yeah, I love that. You know, there's a quote, I can't remember who says it, but something along the lines of you can't change that you can't solve a problem with the same mind that created it. So you've got to evolve the mind in order to start putting yourself in a different perspective in a different headspace to get more creative and create more problem solving. And um, I wanted to talk a little bit about how, you know, how the mind really does. I know we talked, we've been diving into how the mind affects the body, but I've had a few experiences where my, like, I was feeling like, you know, like I would feel really intense pains, like in my chest or really intense pains, like in my lower gut. And it was all I learned emotionally tied. So there's a book called the, the body keeps score. And I really believe that, you know, we're not just a head. We're not just a floating head thinking yes. and having mindset <laughs> experiences, right? Like we're also a body and we have to remember that our body is carrying emotional trauma too. Our body is carrying memories and connecting with experiences that we're having. And so I remember for, for, yeah, there was just one example I can think of where I had dealt with like a lot of relationship issues in the past. And I had always for years had like a lingering, like pressure feeling on my heart. And it wasn't Mm -hmm. until honestly, a couple months ago that I just, I finally came into understanding what that was. And it was like this lingering feeling of like stress about abandonment, like fear of abandonment from like past stuff I'd gone through. And I had thought, you know, I'd done so much work on myself that I, you know, I was like, that's not anything I related to myself or associated. And the moment I came into that reality, that heart pressure came off. Yeah. And so that was, and I, and I, the only reason I associated it together was because I've been doing the work. I've been connecting, you know, like you're saying, like the mind and the body together and realizing that it's the body has its own language but yes. it was just a really interesting experience, really noticing that like, whoa, that's not there anymore because I released this toxic mindset and stress and fear. And it's not to say that it was, I don't mean toxic in the sense that it was bad and wasn't serving me. I just meant it just, well, it stopped serving me, right? Mm-hmm. It just it was like a part of me that I needed to let go of. But anyways, long story long. I'm so curious. I want to dive deeper into this subject with you, like how the body keeps score. Tell us a little bit more about that, like gut brain connection. Yeah. I think something that's really important to, to learn about is yeah, the mind gut connection and knowing that when you're feeling physical symptoms, it's the way that your body communicates with you. Your body doesn't have a voice. It doesn't have a mouth that it can just tell you what's wrong. So physical symptoms are just your body trying to get your attention and trying to get help and trying to, you know, get assistance. So for me, I think one of the biggest things with doing mindset work was that it really helped me strengthen that relationship I have with my body because I was able to strengthen my intuition and your intuition allows you to really connect with your body and to make decisions that are in alignment with you know, your health and your wellness and your well-being. So speaking from, you know, the old version of me who dealt with anxiety a lot of the time, I feel like I had almost zero intuition because my mind was not in a state where I could actually access my intuition. It was always just an overdrive, always worrying, always overthinking. And when you're in that kind of state, you can't access your natural gifts like intuition, right? Intuition is such a beautiful thing that we all have access to and we just need to get our mind and our body in the right place to be able to access it. So I think that's like a great example of how your mind and your body are connected. Because once I started, you know, nurturing my mindset, I was able to understand my body a little better. And when I would feel a symptom, instead of going into that crisis mode of, oh my gosh, I'm feeling bad. What am I going to do? Because that's how my mind used to always be. If I felt anything bad, like whether it was a stomach ache or anything, my mind would automatically just say, oh my gosh, panic mode, what do I do? Because I was always living on the edge of fear and the edge of anxiety. So once I started quieting down that fear and anxiety, I was able to say, okay, my body is presenting me with this. What does this mean? 
what tools can I dig into in my wellness toolkit to, you know, work through this. And yeah, I think that's just the biggest way that I see the connection is just being able to, you know, have your mind in a very calm and nurturing place so that you can actually listen to what your body's telling you so that you can do make the right choices when it comes to improving, you know, a chronic illness or an ailment. You can't, you know, having the connection with your mind and your body be in sync is just really, really critical. Yeah. And I think it's important to know too, that it's a process, right? It's not something that's going to just happen. Like the moment you decide, okay, I'm going to listen to my intuition. It's like, you've got to give yourself time to build a connection with that. Right. And decide, you know what, I want to get to know you differently. Just like you were saying, like, I'm going to step into a 2.0 version of myself. I'm going to start having some intention, like start connecting. And then, you know, the more that you do that, the louder it becomes, like the more you can actually hear it, you know, and then you understand, then you understand, oh, when my body's giving me this sensation, it's this versus this, like it's my intuition versus my ego. You know, you start to connect with, with your body and the language that it's, it's connecting with you in. So I just, I love that you brought that up as like a power tool. I think sometimes that gets so underestimated as something that can actually really be your compass and help guide you with the right, uh, in the right direction. That's going to lead to that healing. It's going to lead to those inspirational moments that are going to show you, oh, you know, this is the direction that's that, you know, I'm aligned to more than maybe over here. So there's so many, yeah, there's so many ways I want to go on that, but as far as, so I want to dive into the element of trust because I know that you, you know, you're, you part of, you know, your healing journey has been, you know, connecting with yourself, deciding to do things differently, being so sick of feeling like a victim that you're like, no more. So yeah, how, yeah. Did you, how did you begin to, was it that it, was it just developing your intuition deeper or how did you lean into trust in the journey? Like switching it from feeling so fearful of it to saying, you know what, I'm going to be empowered by it. And then leaning in, how did you, yeah. how do you go about that? Or did you go about that? Well, I think a big part of it was that I was obviously starting from a place of, I think the mentality I kind of started with just to make myself a little less fearful is, you know, how much worse can it get? Like, what do I have to lose at this point? Right? Like (laughs) I'm struggling every day with my digestion. I'm feeling anxious all the time. Like what really is there to lose? So I think if you even go into it with that mentality, that kind of sets you up for just being open to trying new things and you know, not being so fearful. And I can honestly say that once you start just doing those little steps, you start seeing improvements really quickly. And that's where the trust really came in for me was knowing that, you know, I would try a new, I would try a new method. And within like a day or two, I was already feeling better. So it's kind of like one of those things, like the proof was in the pudding and that helped me cultivate trust in the whole idea of mindset work and personal development, you know, it's very easy to go into it with a pessimistic, like, how the heck is this going to work? But when you actually see the changes happening and the growth and the improvements happening, how can you not believe it? Right. It's, it just kind of solidifies everything. Yeah. I remember when I, um, one thing that made me just like you're saying with getting the results, I remember one thing that made me feel so empowered was when I like, when I got my hormones checked, I had worked with natural paths in the past, but I forget that our hormones change every seven years. Well, wait, I don't actually, I know our bodies, like there's an evolution that happens every seven years. And I think it's to do yeah. with our food, food allergies. I can't remember the when, how often the hormones change. So don't quote me on that. <laughs> but I remember <laughs> I was like, well, it's been about seven years probably since I had my hormones looked at and nothing had shown me any kind of result. I've been in and out of doctors for so many years now. I can't even, I don't even know how many doctors and tests and things I've gone, gotten that, that just showed nothing. Right. And then I remember, I remember finally deciding, you know what, I'm going to do the test I want to do instead of the test that I think I'm supposed to do for A, B, and C symptom. And I just went into the natural route and I got my hormones checked and it turned out that my progesterone was super low. And then I started researching progesterone and I was like, what is this? And, and like, I'd always kind of written it off because nobody talks about it. It's always, you know, estrogen and testosterone. I was like, what is this random middle one? And then I started finding supplements and things that were specifically for that and realizing that, oh my gosh, if you can just tweak like a couple key things, like you can, you can really heal your life. And I started feeling empowered through noticing, just like you're saying, noticing some results. 
pretty yeah. quickly off of some really small things. I just, you know, I started taking primrose, evening primrose oil, for an example, to help raise my progesterone. And, and that on top of like black cohosh have been massive in, in changing my life, just two things, you know? So I think it's important to just like, be willing to, to try things out, be willing to, to get tested on like your blood and your hormones, be willing to look at those things. Cause I think sometimes too, one thing that I wanted to bring up is when we're going through health frustrations or you're feeling like you want to give up and you're like, you know what, much as I want to dive into my mindset, like everything hurts and I just don't care right now. You know, I think it's really important to know, like if you can be willing to just go for like, try these things, be willing to do the uncomfortable thing of looking under the microscope a little bit more, you can heal yourself. It is so worth it. And it's maybe a a simpler solution than you're thinking. You know, I think sometimes the avoidance is feeling, you know, feeling just overwhelmed, you know, overwhelmed by that. So I'm curious what, um, what advice or anything you want to add to what I just shared, because I know that's a whole, a whole, um, well of, you know, a well of information we could dive into too. Yeah. Um, I think kind of something that I wanted to touch on is I kind of lost my turn. <laughs> it happens. You are not alone. I, I think it's easy to, when you're so passionate, it's easy to go in so many different directions on subjects, right? But yeah, but yeah, I think something that I guess I wanted to touch on is like you said, like doing, you know, the testing and getting, you know, seeing where things are at. I think it's easy to get complacent and I just want, oh yeah, I remembered what I wanted to say. So, you know, when I was struggling with anxiety, I think over those 15 years, there were a lot of points where I almost had a breakthrough, you know, where I would get deep into um, the research and looking for the alternative methods and looking for the natural methods. But it just was never the right time, I guess. And the anxiety would just kind of build up to a point where it'd get really overwhelming. And then I just would have to stop. So it's like, I always had those good intentions that would come up every few years, like, yes, let's go into this, let's do it. But it's just, yeah, the anxiety just kind of, you know, kept me stuck from actually going all the way. So it really took me having that breakdown to, to really take it seriously. And yeah, I think just a piece of advice for people is that you don't need to get to that breakdown point, right? Yeah. I know a lot of people's stories about getting to that breakdown to get to the breakthrough, but you have it in you to just kind of like decide that you're not okay with what you're dealing with right now and empower yourself to make the decisions to move past it, right? Yeah. And think about how, how much more anxiety you're going to create for yourself if you just keep putting it off. We keep trying to avoid it because you just don't want to deal with it. It's like, you're almost just adding like wood to the fire. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think a big thing with anxiety too, is trying to ignore it and suppress it because I definitely lived in that, you know, that state too. Maybe if I just ignore it, maybe if I don't acknowledge it, it'll go away and newsflash, it doesn't go away. It gets worse. So I, but I think a lot of people with anxiety think that way that maybe I'll just ignore it and it'll, it'll go away, but yeah. yeah, eventually it does catch up with you and it gets to, you know, a worse point and it starts affecting your physical health. So you don't want it to get to that point. Oh my gosh. You know, one of the, one of the most empowering things you can do in the mindset world is just own how you're feeling. Even if it's, even if it's undesirable owning it, because when you, yeah. when you resist something, it persists, right? So it's like yeah. owning the truth of how you're feeling And then you can feel empowered and move through it. And that fear of that emotion or the strength of that emotion, it dissolves. It doesn't have the power that it did when you just own the truth, you know, and move through it. And so that's where it's like doing the bravery work and building up that trust within yourself of doing what you're saying, you know, of, of really connecting with your intuition, understanding who you are, what you need, you know, what's going to best support you and just moving that way that's yeah. how you start to build that trust muscle and then be like, okay, so now, I, now I can do it. Now I feel strong. Now I know I've got my back. So it's just like the steps, right? Just building. Yeah. yeah. And at the beginning, it's all about those small wins because, you know, progress is always possible. We're not aiming for perfection here. We're just aiming for little baby steps and progress. And the more you do yeah. that, the more you work on it, the stronger and, you know, more empowered you become, the more you trust yourself, all of those good things. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious too. So I would love to know if you have an idea of any like patterns or key things you see as indicators that 
people may come into some some like physical symptoms if they're not yet with like they're taught like a so I'm trying to back up let me back up (laughs) so when I I remember like when I was going through a lot mentally and I was just not really happy at all this is before any of the health stuff came into the picture you know I was I was just in denial and I was just lying to myself all the time about how happy I was. Cause I knew that what I had, I should be grateful for, you know, I'm making all yeah. this money. I'm, you know, in a great company. I, I live in a great city and I have a, my own apartment and I have a great car. And I was like, I had all the checkbox, checkbox things and everything. And then it, you can only hold that for so long. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, stuff started and not all of a sudden, but stuff started showing up gradually, gradually over time. So I'm wondering if you can like give an example, maybe on your side of things or clients you've worked with or anything that you see that is like some key indicators that they may want to watch out for that their health may, you know, come into jeopardy sooner than they think. Yeah. I think a big part of that is simply just living out of alignment and, you know, the more you continue this life, like you said, you trying to lie to yourself about why you should be happy, even though you weren't. And there really is a lot of power in, you know, living your life in alignment, doing the things you actually want to do and that you strive to do. And for me, like the ultimate, um, the ultimate proof that I was living out of alignment was all the physical symptoms and all the anxiety, right? It's like, if you're truly living in alignment, you don't have those issues be such a big issue in your life, right? Like the point where something gets chronic is because you've either been ignoring it for too long, you've been suppressing it for too long, you've been going against, you know, inner guidance that you maybe, you know, heard and then decided to ignore. So if you're going down that path and you're noticing that, you know, the anxiety is getting worse or that your stress is getting higher or that, you know, an issue you've had with digestion or like migraines, any sort of physical symptom just keeps going and going and growing and growing that's a sign that you know change is needed like there's something you need to tune into and you need to realize that you either need to change or you need to nourish you need to heal something you know and your body will won't stop sending you those messages until you start to listen so even at the first you know indicators of that happening it's really important to kind of tune in and do the best you can to kind of you know deal with it at that time before it grows into something that is really, really unfavorable. Something that, for example, like me, you had me lying flat on my bed, not able to get up, right? Like you don't want to get to that point. So listen to your body in those early symptoms and, and try to figure out like what it's trying to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. I would, gosh, you know, I almost wish we would have started here because this is like, <laughs> this is like the meat of like, I think why this kind of came into my life as it did, like the, the health stuff kind of taking, taking form in my life eventually. Um, is because, you know, I think in society, there is kind of this like joking nature to the word anxiety because mm-hmm. there's, it's such a buzzword. It's almost like everybody and their mom has anxiety when yeah, really, yeah. when really, I think we're using the term incorrectly when it's just, maybe you're just stressed. But if you actually do have anxiety, like it is not anything to take lightly, right? It is something to actually look at and say, whoa, if you live in this state too long, cause really that's an energetic state that you're in. Yeah. Over time, that is going to form into other things. And you hear doctors say this all the time, like the leading cause of any disease we have in our life is inflammation. Well, if, if if that's the foundation of it. Right. And so what causes that stress, (laughs) stress and high cortisol levels and all these things that stem from, from stress and anxiety that can, you can only live in that state for so long before your body is like, I, I got to speak to you. I got to tell you what's going on here. Yeah. Your, you, your body essentially gets into a point where it's screaming at you to listen to it. Right. Yeah. And it's going to get that message across to you however it can. Right. Yeah. Um, and just something else that kind of came to mind, I just wanted to touch on is that, you know, it might be hard at first to realize that, oh, maybe I am living out of alignment because the thing is, well, coming from a place of anxiety, I could say that because I had like that lessened intuition, it was, I didn't really know what I wanted. It was just kind of like I was living day to day. And a lot of people that experience anxiety have that kind of mentality that, you know, let's just get up today. Let's try to make it a good day. And they don't really have ambitions or goals. And something I could say that came from, you know, 
overcoming the anxiety in my life, working on my mindset, learning how to love up my body, creating that stronger intuitive connection, all of those things led to me finding my purpose and coming across, you know, this whole life coaching career. And before I started healing, I didn't know anything about life coaching. I didn't even know what it was. So, you know, I had my healing journey. I had this transformation. And when you get to such a state where you're so happy and so excited to be where you are in life and you're like, wow, I did that. The only thing you want to do is share it with others and try to help others achieve that same level of euphoria and happiness. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's really where it came from. And I would have never been able to, you know, find this, this way of life and, you know, creating this business and doing this whole 2.0 mindset thing. I never would have done that without first doing the healing work first. So I just wanted to say that it's okay if you don't know exactly where you want your life to go right now. The first step is really, you know, trying to heal from those, those inner anxieties and demons. And once you come out on the other side, things will be so much clearer for you. You're able to reconnect the way I like to describe it to the whole living my 2.0. It kind of sounds like it could be like, oh, I'm not good enough. So I'm going to make myself better. But what I've learned over time is that it's actually about reconnecting with the person who you were always meant to be the person before all the struggle and all the negative beliefs and all of you know, the anxiety, the negative thinking, like that person is who I am now, the person who I was before all of that negative conditioning. So that's really what it's about. It's like owning who you are, re coming back into that person that you've always were meant to be. So yeah, I think that's something I wanted to say. (laughs) No, I'm so glad you went there. That is, that's so beautiful. And I almost just feel like I can take a deep breath after all this anxiety talk. (laughs) (laughs) you know because yes I I, I, you know this this conversation is so it's so important to talk about like the reality of anxiety and what that can create in your life but it's also important to know this is exactly what we're talking about is you don't want to stay there too long right like yes we want to acknowledge that the the pain is real all the stuff is real but you let it be your let it be the mess that becomes your message right? Let it be the thing that propels something greater for you because otherwise you know you're you're what's the point you're learning yeah. all like you're going through it but for what you know it's not for nothing process it and grow through it instead of going through it grow through it yeah oh I love that we need shirts <laughs> we need t-shirts <laughs> grow through it living too fun <laughs> yeah yeah but I, I love that and I and I'm really excited and before I dive into you know my last couple of questions on you know what you have going on right now and all the cool things you're doing I would love to know and I'm sure you know any of the listeners would love to know like do you have any, so I'm sure you do, any specific like health or like food, like rules or rituals for yourself that you live by now to just kind of stay in this more like gratitude focused state, like how you stay out of the anxiety because you've overcome it now. You know, how do you stay into the, the place that you are where you're, you're feeling abundant? Yeah, I think, well, I kind of have like a whole routine that I do. There's a lot of different things I do. Like I said before, like the affirmations, um, really using grounding techniques, like being in outside in the outdoors. I find a lot of, um, a lot of stress relief and fulfillment being outside. I've always just been like an outside kind of person. So I make sure that I do that every day. And when it comes to what I eat, I mentioned before that I did work with a holistic nutritionist and I learned some really important things about, you know, how we should be fueling our bodies with the foods that we eat because, you know, we're in a day and age where everything is processed. There's so much processed stuff and we don't even really know what's in our food anymore. And I learned a lot of important things about, you know, the nutrients that we need, the foods that fuel us. And, you know, it's okay to sometimes divulge in you know the fried foods and all that stuff but I really try to make sure that the majority of my meals are really plant-based pure Mm. proteins like a lot of greens a lot of fruits and all those pure kind of foods and I really find that that helps you know nourish me and give me the energy that I need and I really one of the mindset shifts that I made is that I look at food as fuel for my body as Mm. opposed to just being you know something that's always pleasurable and you know, it's nice to have pleasure in food, but also like primarily I look at food as fuel. Like what can I put into my body to give me the energy and the output that I need to tackle everything in my day? And I just find like part of that 
part of the intuitive thing too, is that I just find that I personally feel a lot better when I eat healthy. So that's definitely one of my staples in my life is making sure that I, you know, have healthy foods that I'm eating at every meal. Yeah. I love that. You know, so that it's so, you know, that stuff is like, it sounds so simple, but it's so true. You think about any, like we are what we eat quite literally because of the energy that our that food is and we are energy. I'm thinking about like what you eat, if it's, if it's, alive like you're gonna feel more alive right but if it's like dead not even real like how do you think that's gonna affect you energetically like there's a reason when I've like eaten you know maybe not the greatest for a couple days in a row I feel like not energized and I feel kind of like irritated about things or like things frustrating or you know affects your mood for sure like what you eat and I think a thing too that you know I indulged in at the beginning of the pandemic because everyone is joking and it was just normal was excessive alcohol right like everybody was trying to cope with the stress of everything and they're like oh yeah I'm going to the liquor store all the time like drink an extra cocktail today it was kind of like a joke but at the same time I realized that like once I've been through this whole journey that like alcohol doesn't bring me you know that joy that it used to um it was it wasn't really joy actually it was just suppression and trying and to be ignorant about my issues that's really what I used it for so I've been able to like really gain a healthier relationship with alcohol now and I do enjoy it from time to time but it's not something that you know makes you feel that great if you overindulge too much right like you feel those effects the next couple days and now that I'm so into like my energy and how to you know, keep my energy high and how to work on my energy levels. I feel like sometimes alcohol just isn't part of that because I can literally feel my energy drop the next day. And it's not just like, you know, physical energy. It's like that emotional and like that energetic feeling in your whole entire body, right. In your mind, it's like, it kind of puts me on like a, okay, I need a a break day now. Yeah. But isn't it weird things that you eat and drink, like have an effect on you. Right. So you get to choose if you you know, are going to indulge if you're going to, you know, be with friends, have a little bit of unhealthy food. But if you're doing it from the right mindset, I feel like that's the really important part. I know I always come back around to mindset, but the way the mindset you cultivate in which you're having that food, right? Like if I go out for a date night with my husband and I decide to have a cocktail with dinner, I'm going in with the mindset of, you know, this is something I want to do. This is something that's going to make me feel good today. And I'm totally fine with it. There's no shame. There's no guilt. Right. And I think that's, a lot of problem and well that's all diet yeah. culture stuff like that yeah. but you should never you know be eating or drinking things from a toxic or a bad place it should be with a good intention right and that's where it all circles back around we're getting in touch with yourself and what your intentions even are knowing what you stand for what you don't what your boundaries are so that you don't go against yourself and give in to things like you know like we're talking about like society during the pandemic for example and how yeah. it was almost like you were almost looked at, not you, but I just mean people in general, almost looked at as like crazy or out there for not wanting to partake in the, the, like, the alco- like drinking alcohol excessively or not wanting to just be okay gaining weight. Like I personally lost 15 pounds during the pandemic because I, I was like, oh, what an opportunity to like get really optimal in my fitness or like I have more time to work out now or I could get more creative, but I definitely had some slack people were like, not okay with me, like openly sharing that. Cause it was like, you're not allowed to be better and happy during this pandemic. Yeah. Like you're supposed to be dreading it and suffering with everybody else. You know, so I mean, that's coming from a place of their trauma as well. Right. And, yeah, and, people, and people don't really like seeing other people doing well when they don't feel well, it's kind of like a triggering thing. And that's a whole other episode, right? Like there's yes, so much, that's, more to dive. I was going to say but that's a whole other topic. Yeah. And there's so much more to dive into, but this is where I just want to say, like, at the end of the day, your health is your health mindset, you know, every, like your mindset, your, your body, your soul, everything you're consuming, whether it's visual, you're hearing it, you're eating it. The conversations conversations you're having, whatever it is, like it is all like at the end of the day, you have to take care of yourself and be your own advocate. And that's everything that we've really been talking about today is like set all the noise aside, everything else aside. What do you need for you? And if, you know, you're going to doctors and they're giving you information that feels like, okay, but there's still something missing, like trust yourself. I guess that's really the, the, the underlying thing. What I was meaning to say earlier is like, you know, when you're right. 
and you know when you need more and you know when you need to go to a different path like you just know that so begin to just trust and, and dive in um yeah. so really I love this conversation I feel like there's even more we can dive into because I know we scratch <laughs> the surface I'm almost like we just need to make this like a three-hour podcast yeah <laughs> a series but I know seriously we'll have you back for sure and go even deeper on this because like this is really I mean this is only the beginning of uh, of a conversation that is so impactful to to living well and just having a life that you love right it's yeah. all it's the most important components of it so thank you so much for being on today um i really enjoyed having you um what are like tell us what you have upcoming like any programs we can look forward to i know all of your links are going to be in the show notes so um you know we can connect with you there but um yeah. tell us yeah what are you building what are you excited about any upcoming things we can um look forward to Yeah. So I'm currently building out my first offering, which is going to be a 21 day live coaching course. So it's going to be a group program and I'm calling it shift your mindset 101. And it's really about, it's really perfect for women who are, you know, at the stage that I talked about where I was at the beginning of 2021, like knowing that things are not going well, having that enough is enough moment and just trying to figure out where to start. Like, how can I start integrating these, you know, positive, activities and mindset tools into my life in a way that's, you know, not too triggering because they're dealing with anxiety. So kind of like putting myself, putting people in the shoes where I was in 2021. And instead of them figuring it all out on their own, like I did, I just am providing the runway and providing them with the resources and the support that they need to navigate that beginning of their personal development journey. So yeah, I'm really excited. That's coming in June. So I have a sign up um, wait list on my website right now. And, uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram at living my 2.0, I have a link in my bio with all of my links, but essentially there's the link for the wait list for that program. You can also follow me on Instagram just for, you know, I'm on there every day and I'm trying to like do all the positive vibes and, um, provide the mindset tips. And I also have a YouTube channel as well, where I go on once a week and I t- go into topics like what we've been talking about a little more depth because, you know, Instagram stories are a little bit more limiting. So I can kind of open up more and dive into topics deeper on my YouTube channel. So yeah, all of those links, like you said, will be in the show notes. And uh, yeah, I'm just super excited at this point in my journey, just connecting with a lot of women and trying to help them navigate those first few months where it's, you know, it's tough and you don't know where to start. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Oh my gosh, that's so powerful. I'm so glad that you have stepped into, you know, this realm that you have. It's amazing. And yeah, I can't wait to see more from you and and to see this program come to life. I know it's going to be amazing and life-changing for so many. So congratulations on everything. Yeah, thank you. And thanks so much for having me. It's been so fun chatting with you. I always love to connect with like-minded women who have big you know, powerful messages. It's so empowering and so awesome to connect with you. Oh, well, thank you so much. And we will definitely be seeing you soon. (laughs) Okay. Awesome. Thank you for joining the episode today. If you enjoyed it, please be sure to rate and review this podcast or share it out with anyone that you think could resonate with this message or could benefit from this topic and conversation. If you do, be sure to tag me so I can shout you out on my social media. You know, you tag me, I'll tag you. Let's be social. Remember, live empowered, have it all, and design the life you were made for. See you next episode.